One of the things, one of the things you got to realize where I live in Winston-Salem, I live about a mile or two from Wake Forest. If you know that area town, that sort of northwestern corner of the, the, the town, the city. And it's a little neighborhood around a little pond, and it's sort of absent-mindedly called Lock Lake, which is a terrible name. It means Lake Lake. I don't know why they did that. You should have a Loch Ness monster in it. And anyway, there's a little pond there, and I call it Turtle Pond because you'll see a lot of turtles there if you ever look too close. And one of the amazing things about that place, the, the most amazing thing, is that we all know each other. We know each other. I mean, we know, I know every single person on my street. Every single one of them. I know, I know. I've been in most of their houses, if not most. Of, and I know it, it's the kind of place that even if you hate somebody, you at least know them. You, either, you at least know why you hate them. I mean, it's not like a distant neighbor. And, and one of the things that we do every few times a year, maybe three or four times a year, is we have these big parties. We'll have a big Memorial Day party or a Labor Day party. Or I, I've hosted the Super Bowl once or twice, and we get together, and it's a really good time, and, you know, we just do it. It's just what we do, and anyway, recently, we were going to have a Labor Day party um, this past week, and we're all getting ready for it, and I thought, I hope it was going to be good weather. It was a little warm. It's pretty hot, and we're all getting ever, and it's the party's going to be at my neighbor's house, my next door neighbor house, Tom and Sammy, or Sammy and Tom. And it's going to be on their big porch that they have there. And what was going on is, so they're all getting together. I got the tables in and stuff. And, and they're setting up for this thing. And Sam comes over to my house right before the beginning of the party. Right before the party. And he just wants to hang out. Now, if you know Sam, Sam is a, a former professional musician, but he hates crowds. And he hates people. Well, I don't know. Maybe he's going to probably look at this. I don't know. I don't know if he, yeah. But either way, he, he's not always comfortable in a crowd. And so he comes over, and I know what he's trying to do. He's trying to waste time and just waste as much time as possible for everybody else to get in there. And anyway, so we're just hanging out. I'm watching old wrestling videos and everything like that. And then Andy comes and says, yeah, you guys need to come over. This time to come over. We, we get over there, and I think, well, what's going on? We're about 20 minutes late to the party. And all of a sudden, surprise! <laughs> Golly! There were like little kids with little streamers and those little confetti machines or little things that explode everywhere. And gosh, everybody's looking at me. And I'm like, and I see these big balloons that say 50 and over the hill. And gosh. And you know, everybody looking at you. And Rachel will admit she was there. She set it up. She will admit that my initial reaction was a little bit, uh, you know, I was just I was cringeworthy, I guess. I was just, uh, when everybody's looking at you, and all my, all my friends, and it, it took me about 20 or 30 seconds to get over that initial shock. But after I did, after I did, I found an incredible experience. It was just amazing. It had never happened in my life. I just, it was such a great gift and a great party. It was great. You know, 
in my life, I never thought I would have a party like that. Ever. I've had two other birthday parties in my life. Two other birthday parties. One when I was six years old, and my mom got a clown to come. You know, one of those clowns, you know? And he came, and he did the balloons and everything like that, and we were having such a good time. And then we played musical chairs. And if you've ever noticed, you know, every time you do musical chairs, they take a chair away, right? And so we did the little music, and it was the second chair, the second one, the second time we did that, and I didn't get a chair. And my brother was still in it. He was a twin. He kept going around. And I cried. I cried in front of that clown, and I begged him to let me go back in. And they didn't let me go back in. The second party that I had, the second party was on the day. September 11th. My birthday. And I remember I had just graduated from seminary and, you know, I thought there was going to be a big crowd there and it was that day. And three people showed up. And all we did is we just sort of watched those buildings and the planes and the people and the smoke. Just sad. I did some crying then too. I actually wished to cry to the clown than I would that night. Birthday parties. You know, it's sort of interesting. You know, I'm not alone in not having good birthday parties. Not all of them have good birthday parties. You know, if you read the Bible, there's only two birthday parties in all of the Bible. In all of the Bible, if you read the whole thing, all you'll find is two different birthday parties, and they're both pretty, well, sort of miserable. A little bit like that. A little bit like one of these other parties I'm talking about. The first one of these is in Genesis or if you know the story of Joseph and how he's in jail or prison or whatever, and he hears the dreams of the baker and the cupbearer to the Pharaoh, and he's able to predict that in three days one of them's going to go up and one of them's not going to be around. The second one, of course, is the one between Herodias and Salome and John the Baptist and Herod and, Tap and Tapis where Salome dances before the king and he says, I'll give you anything, anything you desire. And she asks, because her mom sort of prods her, for the head of John the Baptist. Gosh, those are pretty rough birthdays. Pretty tough. You know, when you read the scripture, you will find no major figure there. Not a single, no Isaiah, no David, no, whether we would really even know the day they were born. Much less them celebrating their birthday in the scriptures. If we look at somebody like uh, Jesus, like Yeshua, there's not one time that we all get together and they say, gosh, Jesus is going to have a birthday next week. Bring the wine. There's nothing like that. In fact, we don't even really know when Jesus was born or any date like that. It's, you know, December 25th, that's just a guess. The early church fathers thought it was in April or May, you know. Makes sense with the manger and stuff. 
It's because of this, because there's not really any clearness about how the Bible would sort of look at birthdays, that there are some faiths that don't follow them. Uh, and for example, the Jehovah's Witness. Now, did you, are you aware that the Jehovah's Witness do not celebrate birthdays? And they have a very interesting rationale for it, and they sort of go into it specifically that there's just no real call for it in Scripture, and there's, it just doesn't really work. And one of the things that's sort of interesting that they do is say, we're not the only ones who do that. Quakers also don't celebrate birthdays. So we get thrown in with them. And yet, what did we just do? We sang happy birthday. I don't know how well we sang it, but uh, I think there was heart there. What is a birthday? What is it? What does it mean to be born? You know, I've got a friend named Terry. I can't really call him a friend. I, bear, I, I don't know him anymore. But I knew him when I worked at a real estate office in Richmond, Indiana. I was the office secretary. And so the, all the agents there, they would have to spend some time on call, which means they basically had to sit there by the phone that never rang. Well, it rang occasionally. And there was a guy named Terry there. He had a little bitty mustache. And he had these little glasses. And he had that kind of head, that hair that sort of goes into a point. Do you know what I mean? He's sort of a weird little dude. And he wasn't a very good real estate agent. You know, the really good ones had the really nice properties with the really nice clients. His properties were on the north side of town, northwest, northeast. And they were sort of crummy, and his clients weren't all the best. Maybe, you know, they, they, they may not qualify. But, you know, the crazy thing about Terry is that man, even though he wasn't a very good agent, that man loved God. He was very good at that. And he would go to church every Sunday, every Wednesday, every Friday. I mean, the man lived at his church. And it was in one of these conversations that we had of that phone that didn't ring where he told me, well, we just talked about birthdays, and he told me he does not celebrate his birthday. He said he didn't celebrate it. He didn't, he didn't want to think. He was like, I didn't have anything to do with that. I mean, I guess he did, but... I didn't have anything to do with that. I celebrate, and I can't remember the day. I'm going to just say it's July 2nd. It says, I celebrate that day because that is the day that I was saved. That was the day, and he would tell you a story of loneliness, of fear, of depression, of addiction. He would tell you all those details and tell you exactly why that was the day that he was born. A day when he became a child of the light. That's a Quaker term. You know, I think about it. 
think about life and what I realize and what I don't realize and how I'm growing and how I'm not. Yeah, I just realized something. I just realized something. I actually said this with the kids. So I sort of gave them the message that I'm giving you now, but in condensed form. And the thing that I realized as I was writing this very message out is that I, I don't remember the day I was born. I don't. I always say that I do. I joke. It's a joke, okay? You know, I usually go through this whole big joke where I say grandma was there, dad was smiling, mom as usual was late. You know, I go through this big joke. I don't remember it. I don't remember it. But what I do remember are those moments in my life where I have grown very close to God. Those moments of real birth, for lack of a better word. I can tell you all about it. I can tell you all about that moment when I was in that shower and I felt so blessed by God. Like there was holy water coming down on me. Like his presence was so clear. Yeah, I can't tell you about my specific first day here, but I can tell you those moments where I felt most alive. It's something that we're learning. It's something that we grow in. You know, my whole life, I always sort of thought that I would never have a good birthday party. I just thought it was my lot in life. And I would never be able to look back on any time today that I felt like I did last Sunday. See, God has a way of surprising you like that. In this case, through Rachel, who set it all up. God has a way of surprising us when we, will, we have no idea we are going to grow closer to God than we ever thought possible. That there will be a moment around the corner, just around the corner, where we will see it like a flash of lightning. And the message that I got to hear, sometimes I get these messages and it says to tell folks to be ready for the surprise. Be ready for the blessing God is going to provide you. The chance of rebirth, of reconnection, of rededication to your walk with him. Now, I want to talk about Quakers to finish it up. Traditionally, Quakers would not have celebrated birthdays. Okay, I'm saying it. Traditionally. I sort of came in with the piano and the pastors and the Christmas trees. But I don't think it's that we don't celebrate birthdays. We, we do. But we do it in a different way. We, we do it not to celebrate a solitary moment in the past, to be sort of trapped in that experience but rather we do it as a remembrance that every single day and every single moment is a moment, an opportunity of rebirth, 
and reconnection, a new day in our journey with the divine and with God, that each and every one of us has an opportunity every day to have a birthday, a birthday, as we remember our creation in the spirit and the divine light. So I tell you, happy birthday.